You're listening to the Junto Podcast, a podcast about leadership, faith, community, and pretty much anything else that you want to talk about. Visit us at www.juntopodcast.com. That's J-U-N-T-O podcast.com. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the show. Episode 54 here with my boy, Jeff Sides. Jeff, how you doing today, friend? Doing great, buddy. Man, you? you know, you look good. Uh, I really appreciate you coming in and having this conversation. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, June is Men's Mental Health Month, and I asked Jeff to, to come and just have a conversation with us. We have kind of talked and, and had some similar experiences when it comes to... to previous things in life. Maybe we'll get into that in, in just a second when it comes to anxiety, depression, things that we've both gone through. And I think it's important, Jeff, and, and we'll, we'll get into the conversation, but I think it's important for guys to be able to talk about things and to express themselves. And uh, that's, that's what today's going to be about. Uh, June is Men's Mental Health Month, so we we'll hope you get something out of this, guys. This one is for us. We don't do enough stuff for just guys, do we? No. You know, you hear about ladies' night and all that, so what do the guys do? Uh, ask their wives for permission <laughs> most of the time. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head, and then if, uh, if they say no, well, we just don't do nothing right. pretty much, so... But yeah, Jeff, thanks again, man, for being here. Let's uh, let's talk about some of this stuff because I sent over some facts just that are specific to men, mental health, uh, and things of that. So here's some interesting stats. Nearly one in 10 men experience some form of depression or anxiety, but here's the kicker, but less than half seek treatment. Uh, feeling depressed or anxious is not unusual or shameful. It goes on to say one in 10 men experience depression or anxiety. What do you think about that, man? I think that's a little low. You think Honestly, it's higher yeah, than that? Wow. Yeah. Just the world we live in nowadays, I think more people go through it, but it's it's men especially, we're not going to say anything. Yeah. Why are we like that? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're not going to stop and ask for directions when we're traveling or something. You know, it's like men just don't ask. Well, the way I was brought up, like you're you're a man. You know, if you got a problem, you know, you step up and you handle it. Yeah, yeah, that's and it. We weren't taught to ask for help. Yeah. So it's it's uh Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, the world is teaching kids that it's okay to go to somebody else, even if you're a man. Yeah, that's right. And no matter how old you are, yeah. you sh- should be able to go ask for help, no matter what it is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, I I'm, I know we're talking specifically about men, but this is just such a recurring topic. And, you know, as a kid, I don't remember dealing with depression and anxiety, but now it seems like our society is riddled with people who are overwhelmed, who are anxious, mm-hmm. and men are no different. And brothers, we just want to tell you that, uh, listen, it's it's okay. It's okay. You're not alone. And uh, we encourage you, man, to speak with somebody. I'll say this, and I'm going to open up because I do want to get personal. I think that we can relate or people can relate to us when we're really being personal. And I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I have experienced depression. Yeah. I have uh, experienced it, and I'll say true depression I've only experienced one time in my life, and I'll never forget it. It was been about four years ago, five years ago at this point. I was just turning 
I was hitting a certain age. <laughs> I won't mm-hmm. say what age because I'll let y'all guess how, how old y'all think I am. But 60. 60, <laughs> exactly. I, I turned 60. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, dude, I will never forget. I was sitting at the kitchen table and it was Heather was gone. It was just me and like two of my girls. You know, I got a lot of a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I can't even keep up. Yeah, I can't even keep up with how yeah. many kids I got. Um, but I remember it hit me, man. I think I got some some bad news about my brother at that time. I think he had just gotten like a cancer diagnosis, and then I was turning a certain age. And mm-hmm. dude, I remember it hit me, and I stayed. You know, I I used to see this commercial, uh, and it would be a woman just walking around, and even if the sun was out, it would ref- it, she would have yeah, a cloud, cloud over, over her. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it would be sunny, and she's just drooping. And I would always say, I don't understand that. Like, just right. make yourself feel better. But I remember that cloud hit, dude. And I was in that state for probably three to four months, and finally the light <laughs> the light came. Yeah, you know, What do you think about that? I mean, have you, have you experienced something like that or anything you want to share yeah. uh, when it comes to that? The the thought that keeps coming to my mind is like, yeah, you you had some bad news. You were going through some stuff, but that's not always the case. That's true. Like you can, everything could be fine, and then all of a sudden, depression just smacks you in the face. It's because I've I've done that. I mean, I've gone through stuff and been yeah. in a depressed state too. That, but I've gone through well, the most recent. Uh, I guess depressive state was mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't that long ago, and I don't know why, yeah, or what was going through my head, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't. I, there's no rhyme or reason for it, but I was depressed so bad that it it I didn't. So you know, I do music every well, every Sunday, 100%. every Wednesday. Just one of our worship leaders at church. So, I, I, it was hard to get on stage because I didn't want to to praise for, because of the way I felt. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I was telling myself, "I'm going to praise anyway because yeah, he's yeah. he's deserving of that." And it was a kind of a breakthrough moment for me. Wow! Uh, because when I got on stage, feeling like crap, feeling yeah, like I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to lead anybody in worship, you know. But I did it anyway because of who he is, right? You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it kind of like I was still sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was a, a breakthrough moment. Like no, no matter what I was facing, I knew he had me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but dude, yeah. I remember that. I remember, uh, dude. I remember you were on stage mm-hmm. and like you had to turn your back to the yeah, audience. I was boohooing. I, yeah, and if I start boohooing, <laughs> I'm gonna run out of the camera. <laughs> no, you can't escape here, bro. We're just gonna. But no, I think you brought up a good point because you opened up the fact about you know, believers. And mm-hmm. I think there's a misconception. This is huge. I, uh, there's a misconception that believers can't deal with anxiety and depression. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you're a believer and, and and we shouldn't be dealing with these kinds of things as believers. But dude, uh, 
this is affecting everyone, yeah. even people. And and I think a lot of times there was a stigma because you you must have weak faith, or right. what are you doing wrong for yeah. you to have to pray? You must not be reading your scripture. You must not be. And and dude, that's just not the case, no. man. There are, there are times where it literally is just a physical mental mm-hmm. f- mental physical thing yeah. you know and that's hard to overcome it is but there's also those times where you are going through stuff and where do you turn if you're yeah. a man you know what i mean cuz you don't want to look you don't want to look weak you, you don't, can't look weak bro you don't want to look less than somebody else so what what do we do what do we do that's that's a trip that's a good question yeah you know i took a uh I got some Bible counseling certifications. If you've ever listened to the show, I've probably talked about it before. But one of the one of the first things that they tell you in when you're doing that type of counseling work is that you, as the counselor, you need to be talking to someone too. Right. You know, and I think that kind of uh, broke the stigma for me. It was an eye opener for me, just being able to say, "Wait a minute, okay." I need to be able to put myself in a healthy place to be able to help someone mm-hmm. else. And so that was a real eye-opener. How do you change that for men, though, to, for other men to see that it's okay? How do, you, wow. how do we go around changing that? Wow, dude. Now that is the question. I, I don't know. I, I hope conversations like this are a start. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know when I ask you, you're like, man, I, sharing can be very, you know, because you're giving a piece of yourself away. Right. You're, and it's scary to do. It is very scary to do, but I, I think that's where we start. Yeah. And I remember we went to a conference one time, and I heard Andy Stanley say something. He said, do for one what you wish you could do for many. And, you know, a lot of times we have the mindset we want to uh, impact great multitudes of people at one time. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's just... Start with one. Start with one, bro. Mm-hmm. Start with one. If we can af- affect one person... Uh, and have a positive conversation or a positive impact in their life. You know, but I, I'm like you, dude. How in the world? Because, man, we're just, we stubborn, bro. It's, snowball effect seems like it's going to be like, like that would take too long. Right. That, I mean, when, <laughs> we I'm, all going to be depressed if, we, yeah. if, we, if we, that's the only method. But, we, I mean, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. But that, that needs to, the snowball effect needs to go a lot quicker. Yes. Than yes. just starting with that one. You need, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But. No, you are, dude. So, um, okay. <laughs> well, here's the thought then. I, I did, I was invited to talk in a group of uh, pastors and stuff. Mm. They were doing, like a little live Q&A thing. And there was this one gentleman that shared that he can't even, he was a pastor, and he said he got ridiculed for preaching about mental health in his church. Really? So maybe, maybe we normalize in the church. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a start as well. We normalize conversations about mental health and, yeah. and saying, hey, it's not <clears throat> that your faith is weak or it, per se or anything like that. It's just maybe starting to normalize those conversations. I can tell you, okay, my I got siblings that have anxiety, and I've tried, yes. I've sent them, because I don't understand it fully, I've sent them scriptures that, that say, you know, be anxious for nothing. I don't know where it is. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, if I could be anxious for nothing. Do you not think I would? It's not that easy. Right. So I don't, it's preaching or throwing scripture at anxiety is good, but 
the person's not always going to be able to receive it. Man, you're saying some very, very wise stuff there. That's right. You know, going back to some of the training I've had, they that's what they tell you. You can't, you know, you lose in people's maybe a loss. Maybe they've lost someone mm-hmm. important. They don't want to hear, you know, a scripture. Right. Even though they know it and they know it. And and you're exactly right. Just throwing a scripture on it and thinking, oh, well, man, that's going to help. That that That's not always. It's not always Even helpful. though it's true. Yeah. Even though the truth and the, the consistency of the word of God is there, it def, in terms of the way it's going to impact and make me feel, that, that you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Maybe it's the, the wording, like. And when you're when they feel like you're throwing scripture at them, you know, people are less likely to accept it. But if you maybe change the words and not tell them where it is yeah. in the Bible, right? You know, use the Bible, right. but at the same time, don't slap them in the face with yeah, it. Yeah, you know that's I mean? it. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that that we've talked about too is just um, not even having to say a word, just being available yeah, for listening. somebody listening. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that starts, but I know that, that's it. you just reminded me. I I might be telling too much about my wife, but she. I was telling her a story, and just can, just to get it out, and I didn't want her to fix it. I didn't want her to do anything, <laughs> and she starts trying right. to. Well, do maybe all this. you I'm should. Like, just, just maybe you up. should. I just want you to listen. Right. That's <laughs> it, bro. That's it. Uh, you don't have to fix every problem. Yeah. Exactly. That's huge, man. I, you're saying some really good stuff. Um, so, good question. Well, if you have suggestions and you're listening to this, you're thinking, how can we get men to begin opening up? Uh, join the conversation. I mean, shoot, we're yeah. not here to say we have all the answers. We're, we are here, though, to be vulnerable and say, let's at least encourage uh, healthy conversations mm-hmm. and to say, hey, you're not alone. It's okay. So, another interesting stat, and this is crazy. In 2020, men died by suicide almost four times more than women. Uh, Though men experience a higher rate of suicide, they are less likely to seek help and more prone to suffering and silence. Depression, when left untreated, can in some cases reach a crisis point. Now, suicide is a really heavy topic. I say say that, though, just to say that it's really affecting guys, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, they're dying by suicide at four times the rate of women that's that's crazy so if, if anything it just highlights how important this topic really is you know right. what i'm saying so crazy crazy stuff and a lot of that has to do with men not wanting to ask for help yeah that's exactly right it's just I mean, your upbringing the the way the world teaches you that's and, and the difference between men and women boys and girls girls you know, it's okay for them to ask for help for everything. Yeah, exactly. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah. And men, you're not strong if you ask for help. That's exactly right. I don't know. Going back to wives, <laughs> yeah. dude, you know, sometimes I'm like, I feel like Heather's got to ask me about every state. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, can you just not make a decision? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, So you're right. I think they're more used to asking questions where me, I'm just going to go get crap done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like... It, you you may come back and tell me not that's the way not the way it was supposed to be done, but instead it's of asking done. questions, I'm gonna go do it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, and just get it done. So I think uh, you've highlighted, I don't know, just things in our nature, how we operate, how we think. Uh, 
guys, I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Interesting stats. Uh, but again, four, you said four times, four times the rate of women, dude. I mean, I don't know what's the rate of women. Well, it, it, it doesn't just, say. It just, it just says that whatever that number is, whatever... Whatever women do, we're four times We're four worse. times higher, exactly. Four times worse. And maybe maybe that's because, you know, women have those friendships. Women will open up. Mm-hmm. Women are more likely to go seek a counselor um, and share. I don't know. I think we need to normalize men talking to their friends about their problems. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You know, it, I mean, I view that as women gossiping, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not not necessarily no, gossiping. I, yeah, but, I know exactly what you're saying. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. men should should be able to do that too. It's true because when guys get together, it's definitely not like the conversations that women have. No, we, we like we, to talk about each other. <laughs> exactly. We we just goofing off. Yeah. You know, it's a release when guys get together. Yeah. So you're Every right. Time. <laughs> We don't. We don't, we don't talk, talk about, about our junk. We gonna golf. We, you know, have a beer or something. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Just got cigar. Guys, just gonna be guys. Right. You know. Uh, but maybe we should utilize that time a little more effectively to talk about our our stuff. I agree. Yeah. So uh, check this out. About six out of every ten men experience one trauma in their lives. Uh, PTSD can develop weeks, months, or even years after an experienced trauma. And can cause a person to relive the traumatic event. So six out of every ten—that's a pretty high number. It's higher than women. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what the the number is for women, but six out of every ten men have had a that's, some type of traumatic event that's going to affect, affect them. Yeah, that's—I mean, sixty percent of people. I, and honestly, I think that's a little low. a little low. Yeah. And exactly, these stats might be. As of 2020, uh, but man, yeah, that's, that's pre-COVID. That's probably 95. <laughs> percent Yeah, you're right, dude. Uh, we, I don't know who we were talking to one time, but it's like COVID really changed things. Mm-hmm. You know, depression, anxiety was already bad, but man, it really shot that crap through the roof, dude. Yeah. So interesting times we're living in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, I say it more often now than I used to, but it feels like the world's upside down. Mm. It's just, I don't know. It feels like evil's right in your face everywhere you go. Hundred percent from it. So that the world, the being the way it is, it that's kind of depressing in itself. Well, and you're exactly right. When I was a kid, it seems like uh, I don't know. It was a little bit more hidden. Like you had to go Mm -hmm. searching for it a little bit harder. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You ain't got to look very hard Bro, now. Bro, I mean, it's mainstream now, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it was getting that way or maybe we were just dumb. And But, dude, it feels like it's everywhere now, dude. Like in social media, it just, that really elevated the access that we have to images. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know why we're so freaking depressed? We're seeing all this crap. We're comparing ourselves to to the highlight reels of people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, you're like, what the heck is going on with my life? And, dude, it's just this never-ending cycle. Yeah, I've honestly been toying with the idea of getting a flip phone or something just so I don't have to see it in my face all the time. And it's there. And yeah. it's habitual, and everybody does it. I don't care who you are, how disciplined you are. You're going to get on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. That little red number on the Facebook, you got to check it. You got to check it. You got to, man. So... Uh, all interesting stuff. Uh, 
I, this I found this stat to be interesting. Men are almost two times more likely to binge drink than women, <laughs> and are three times I as could likely. See that being true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're three times as likely to die as a consequence of alcohol abuse. Yeah. So what does that say? Do you think men are just turning to alcohol? Uh, men are drowning their problems in Boom. alcohol. That's it. So they don't have to talk about it. Wow. That's, I mean, that's what's happening. I mean, it does feel a little better than talking about it sometimes. But the thing is, you know, I've never been, uh, I've never been a kind of drinker to normally to if escape. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not an escapist, right? You know, I'm I'm a social or mm-hmm. I want to have a good time type right. of deal. Uh, but I'm, I've never been an escapist. But there are, like you said, a lot of people who have, you know, they're so sad, so depressed. And that's their only release is to just. But that that alcohol is just making it worse, isn't it? It, It's it puts you in a depressive state anyway. Mm. Mm. It's it's a downer. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I wanna I wanna bad combination for a depressed man to be drinking all the time. And then if they're around people and they're one of those people that kind of gets. Eh, they can't really handle their liquor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They're just going to kind of create more problems for themselves, and it's a downhill slope, and then they're just going to have more stuff to be depressed about because they're going to end up in, in jail. Mm-hmm. And who knows? But, man, I, I wanted to go back because we didn't spend a whole lot of time to the extent that you want to, but, man, you talked about you had that experience, and then and then it broke what what happened in between? Because I want I want guys to know. Like for me here, you know, I when it happened to me, I had a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I'll call this. I don't know what this period of time in my life was. Never in my life had I dealt with anxiety like this. Like I had the cloud, I had the depression, but then I was having these anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. And it was just, man, it was a miserable, miserable time. And I, I've, I've always been a person of faith. That doesn't mean that I've been perfect. Not at all. But I have always relied on prayer and God and seeking God and always asking God to cover me. And, and I've always just turned to God. But I remember in that moment, dude, it just felt, in that three to four month span, it just felt dark, dude. Mm-hmm. It just felt dark. So, if you could encourage someone, or maybe even you know share with them what you did or, or how it broke, I think that would be a real encouragement. Man. I uh, I was short tempered, so uh, and it's like you said, everything was dark. Mm. Like no matter if everybody was happy around me, yeah, or you know, in the middle of a worship set. Yeah. I was still in that dark place, even though I was worshiping. Wow. I know it, it's, there's a song, and I, I've told Emily this a few times. It, I think it's Patrick Mayberry, uh, Easy to Praise. You wow. Know, you make it easy to praise. Yeah. And that's true, sometimes. Yeah. But also, sometimes it's hard. Bro. It's hard to praise. Yeah. But he's still worthy of that praise. Yeah. So even if you are depressed or sad or anxious or sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, good. Even if you are wanting to commit suicide, mm. if you praise anyway, wow, 
so much will change for you. Yeah. Because that's that's where it changed for me. And even not just the time that uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was depressed for no reason. But times w- when I was or a good decade there where I was angry every day or because yeah. of things that happened and I didn't want to I didn't I went a decade without picking up my guitar wow, because dude. the only songs I knew were were worship songs and I didn't want to play them but when I did after 10 years a, uh, more than 10 years I finally picked up my guitar and started worshiping wow and that that's when the change happened because I worshiped anyway Regardless of my circumstances, gosh, man. Regardless of anything else that was happening in my life, he's still worthy mm-hmm. of my praise. Yes, and I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> praise anyway, no matter what. Dude, that's powerful, man. Gosh, you know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I feel like. Maybe God allows us to go through those things mm-hmm. so that we can get a deeper revelation yeah. of of who He is. Like, you know, I've even thought that about what I went through. And, dude, I just want to say, man, that is that is so powerful because I, you know, we equate praise to just like a Sunday morning, hands up, worship band is on the stage. Yeah. But, dude... Real praise happens in your prayer closet. It happens mm-hmm. on your knees. It's it's not just music. Exactly. Not, you know, I'm not talking about just lifting your hands and singing a song. Exactly. It's, it's it's everything you do. Do it for God. Do it for His glory. Wow. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to m- mentally make a decision that in in those times that you're you're sad or or mm-hmm. depressed, you know this is this is for God. I'm doing this for Him. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face, even though that smile hurts. It hurts to put a smile on your face. But do it anyway, and you will see the changes. Mm. Dude, how do people do this without God, bro? I don't know. Like, I, like I, 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 Medicine? Yeah, but even with medicine, dude. Because like, I've asked Heather, how do people do this stuff without God, bro? Like, I, I just don't understand. And maybe as a believer, that's hard for you and I mm-hmm. to even fathom. But I think about that, and I just, my heart aches because well, I'm like. I did it. I did it without God for 10 years. Like, wow. I, I still believed. Yeah. You know, and I knew God had my back well, no matter what. Because, you know, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe yeah. he died and rose again and all that stuff. Right. But at the same time, I didn't want anything to do with him. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I was angry. Like, you're letting me go through this. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, why, uh, why? Man. Why do you leave me here yeah. with all this despair? Why? That's, that's what I was wanting to know. Why, why am I in this situation? Why, why are you turning your back on me is what I felt like. My God, you know dude! I mean? it, he's 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 up there watching me go through all this, and he's nowhere to be found. It's is like you're reading a through, psalm, dude. It's what was going through my mind. Yeah, but he was with me the whole time. Right. He was right beside me. Wow, you know what dude. I mean? And yeah. once you, 
I don't know. I know, dude. I I know. I know exactly what you're saying. What you said, man, because I'm I'm reading through the Psalms and then we're reading through the Proverbs uh, at church. But dude, what you're saying is it just reminds me of David when mm-hmm. he's like, God, you know, why have you abandoned me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you've left me here for my enemy. It's just like, uh, and man, what you're saying is so deep. And I think even in those moments, God was was teaching and revealing, even mm-hmm. though you didn't know it at that time. And that's kind of how Well, that's how I look at it now is yeah. uh even though I went through all this stuff that it's a little heavy to get into, and I'm fine to do that another time. Yeah, not yeah. not today. Right, right. Uh, even though I was going through all that, like he was with me, and I can look back on that now and and know that everything I went through, yes, he's going to use it for good. And if this podcast is the good that it does i'm I'm happy that i went through it well it's one of the things y'all are already doing good man how long did y'all sit in that church how many years how many years did i sit there and and in that church and people didn't even know i was there well but how many i went there for (laughs) that's true for six years six years and i get on stage and it's people come up to me and introduce them. Say, how, how long have you been coming? Oh, six, six years. years. <laughs> like what? You've what? been here longer than me. Yeah, uh, but that's besides the point. It's uh, yeah. We sat there for six years, bro. And I, I don't know if I've told this story or if we got time about how yeah, I changed. Sure, of course. Came to the gym. yeah. Um, we we were church hopping. Trying to find a church. I didn't want to come Bro. to church. This was at the yeah. end of that decade there I'm talking about. I didn't want to come to church. Yeah. And I, honest to God, the only reason we stayed at Victory was because of the, the music. music. <laughs> and I loved, I, knew it. I loved hearing the music every yeah. Sunday. And after a few weeks, it was like Pastor Mike is you know, throwing darts at me. You're like, ah, And ouch. it starts sticking. Yeah. And I, I feel like... He did a, a, a sermon on Jonah, and I felt like I was running away from God. Wow. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. running back. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I'm running home. I'm running home, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, man, what a blessing you and Emily have been. And I say, dude, everything in God's time, though, yeah. dude. It's like, uh, y'all, y- it's, you it's, were there six years, and y'all had that talent and that. But, but the thing is, I believe God was still... Working and oh, healing yeah. mm-hmm. and restoring you and getting you to a point where look, dude, There's look at a, you now, bro. <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's well, not me exactly. There, but still, God uses us, right? There was a at the beginning of that, you know, major change. Uh, I don't remember how the conversation went, but you build a house starting with the foundation. Yeah, and I felt like I had to rip up my foundation. Wow, and dude. start over. You know what I mean? Wow. Even though there were still some remnants of, you know, what was there early, I felt like I had to 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 start over and so I, I laid a new foundation in that six year gap. Wow, bro. Uh or six year period. Um and I, I praised anyway and it you know what I mean? Come on, and dude. I it brought me out of that that pit Man. that I was in. Wow. And that's a lonely place to be it, it, 10 years and some people do it lifelong i don't well, i don't know how they do that 
you know, I'm thinking about you, you, we look at David and everybody wants to highlight the stuff, but you know, it was 13 years from the time he was anointed king to the time he actually, like, in other words, he already had the call of God. Your, your life is no different. God had already what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. God already had that on you then, right. but you had to get, you know, he had to heal you. He had to yeah. redeem and sanctify and work in those areas in your life. Be rebuilt the yeah. freaking foundation. That's what dude. I was saying. Exactly. Isn't that crazy though, how God does that dude? Yeah. When, when you, it's so deep. I'm getting so pumped right now because <laughs> that's, that's what a real walk of faith is to mm-hmm. me. You know, I, I hate bubblegum stuff, dude. I, it's, I, I, what yeah. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. But you're, you're. This is the stuff that makes us human, makes us Christian. You know what I mean? Like people who aren't Christians look at Christians and think, and think that you don't go through anything. That right. you, you know, they compare you to Jesus. Yes, we're not Jesus. Never gonna be. We're not perfect. That's it. And it blows my mind that if you mess up. The, the Christians yeah. will stone you, yeah. and, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. No, dude, but I get it, and I've, I've lived that, and uh, this, is, this is why, man, you know, the true walk is an everyday walk. I, I was in a lead team meeting even with our pastoral staff not too long ago, and I said, I'm going to be honest, guys, you know, some of my more or most intimate worship moments happen when I'm alone. In yeah. the, the reason why is because if you're in ministry, typically on a Sunday, you're making sure that you're sounding good. All the mm. elements of the service are taken care of. You're worried about other little things. And I'm not saying you're distracted that you can't worship, but I'm saying in that regard, you're there to make sure the Lord's house is represented well and things right. are in order. Yeah. But... Some of the most deep, intimate, cry out to God, revelatory moments I've ever had uh, have happened when I'm on my knees by myself crying and just like, and I feel like the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And bro, it's just like, so you're exactly right. I think there's a misconception that, you know, Christians just have it easier. We don't go through nothing or, bro, we are, yeah. we are, and we can't do any wrong. We're just as jacked up. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that we have. Uh, reassurance in in who we really are as right. as people, as yeah. God's children. You know, man, Jeff, I appreciate it, dude. I think if this conversation didn't help any one of you, I can promise I'm feeling good. So it helped me, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I think these conversations are important just to be able to open up and talk about some real life stuff, and uh, just to be vulnerable and to say, listen, it's okay. We don't try to mess up. We don't encourage messing up. But if and when we do, we know that God's got our backs as mm-hmm. men. And I always ask God, help me lead. God, help me lead my home where I feel like I mess up. I think I'm a great dad, but sometimes I'm not the best husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I want to be that guy. I want to be the best husband, you yeah. know? And all of these things that can even. We can let any type of thought get in here and begin to cause doubt mm-hmm. in our minds, and then that's I'm this gonna whole walk mental away thing. from here and question everything that I've said. <laughs> uh, that's the God's honest yeah, truth. I know because, I, and I think it's just you know the devil's way of making you second guess yourself. Yeah, and, and like what you have to say isn't isn't good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, if you go to church with me. And you see me on stage, 
You know I don't talk in the microphone. <laughs> you don't talk a I'll lot. I'll sing all day long. <laughs> it's something about talking into the microphone in front of a, a room full of people that I feel like my mouth won't open. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> yeah, it's like it's glued shut, and I want that to change, Yeah, but well, I'm working on it. Well, you're doing it. Pastor Mike always says that a pastor's worst time is Monday morning mm-hmm. because you wake up and you reflect on what, what did I say mm-hmm. yesterday? Did yeah. I... And I, I, I've done that, too. Like I, I do that like, every day. <laughs> what the heck? What did I say yesterday? Yeah. Did I offend somebody? I'm right. sure I offended somebody. I hope somebody. they didn't take that the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, why did I say it? Or then mm-hmm. Heather will ask me something. And they're like, oh, God, now she got she got me thinking. I did, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, Lord. Uh, but, again, that's all part of the process. I think the main thing is is that we're just uh, able to talk about it. and I think I – think, uh, uh, a big way to change the whole stigma of men talking to each other. Yeah. It's like letting your friends know. Wow, like, dude. If you're going through something, dude, I can help you. Wow. No matter what it is. Yeah. If, if it's just an ear to talk or Come on. You, need, you need, you know, to vent, whatever. I don't know. Right. You need some money. Yeah. Whatever you need. Gosh. You know, I'm here to help. Yeah. And I, like all my friends, if you're seeing this, I'm here to help. I Jeff's don't want here, you to. Jeff's to, here to, to help. I, well, we're talking about mental health. Yeah. And I want you to know in your mind if you are struggling, reach out to your friends. Yeah. Reach out to to someone because that that last. Uh, if you're contemplating suicide, especially. Eggs, especially yes. Uh, there's ways out, mm. and you just have to ask for help. Wow. Man, that's awesome, dude. <sighs> Man, I appreciate you opening up and being vulnerable. I'm sorry. The reason you have to ask for help is because another man is not going to ask you if you need help. Nine times out of ten. Bro, that's powerful. No, but I'm, you could see a, a look on somebody's face mm. and know they're going through something, but a man is not going to ask you what you're going through. Wow, dude. You know I'm right. Yeah, that that's powerful. So if, man. if more men will step up and tell their friends that they're there to help, I think that's a good way to 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 change things. Yeah, gosh, dude, there's a lot of wisdom in that, and uh, you're exactly right. Men, we're very on the surface when it comes to things like that. We're we'll do the standard. How you doing? What's up, man? Mm-hmm. But you know, if we ain't got and lie to, to your face, oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but we ain't gonna dig deep a right. lot of times. We we ain't digging deep. You know why? Because men are like, I'm handling my own problems. I ain't mm-hmm. trying to get involved in yours. Right, men. There's a little bit of selfishness mm-hmm. in men. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, with I don't know. I think that's the what I call the beast. You know, we want to be alphas. We want to be, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of savage. Yeah, I'm not weak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of savageness in us, and me anyway. I don't know about you, bro. Yeah, a little no, bit. No, just kidding. A little bit. But you're right, dude. It's like, man, a guy's not going to ask you, so I think that's important. And I'll say this. Dude, I'm, I'm blessed to have y'all in my life. Same. You, all the guys we hang out with. And that might not be all the time, and that might be different. We might, you know, there's a little core that we have going on, and even if I don't make it to everything, I, I still know that y'all have my back mm-hmm. and that y'all love me and that y'all are thinking about me or whatever. And 
Dude, that's that's been a, a huge, huge thing. I, I, that's what the church is, bro. Right. You know, the church is not a nice building that is a physical location where you have church, mm-hmm. but we are the church. We're the hands and feet. We're yeah, the salt and light of the earth, bro. Uh, it's... Uh... If you try to be like Jesus, you're gonna be a good friend. You know, you know what I mean. If you, if you're like Jesus, you want to help. You yes. Want, you want to to go to war with you. Come you on, know what dude. I mean? Yeah. Against your problems. Wow. So, yeah, I'm battle ready for you, brother. Come on, brother. You know what I mean? I'm, Come I'm, on. I'm gonna we battle got with this. you. Well, Crittenden County, y'all better watch out. <laughs> me, me, and Jeff coming for you. Uh, well, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having this conversation. I think that we should revisit this. This will be just yeah. one session of the conversation we have, and maybe we'll maybe we'll just keep this thing flowing, guys. Uh, any any brother that tunes into this, just know that you're loved. We love you. We got your back. Nobody's perfect, dude. I I, I got saved when I was ten years old at a revival. Wow, bro. And when I tell you, I had a touch from the Holy Spirit. But guess what? I I still don't have it all together, and I've been <laughs> walking with Jesus for a long time. Yeah. So if 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 you're letting your sins or your faults keep you from pursuing a relationship more fully with Christ, dude, change that mindset. Change them. We're mm-hmm. we're proof right here. We're living proof uh, of of what it is to have a relationship, even when things aren't going right. Nobody is perfect. I don't care who you are. Even the pastor you think might be the most godly thing. Guess what? He, she got problems. Mm-hmm. You know, they got problems. It might not be the problem you got, but they got problems. Everybody's so, struggling with something. Everybody's struggling with something, man. So, Jeff, I appreciate it. You got any last uh, encouraging words or anything for anybody? Just uh, remember to praise anyway. Oh, that's dude. A, that's praise a, anyway. That is like, man, that's going to be the theme of this whole podcast, yeah. praise anyway, man. So I appreciate it. Remember, you can check us out at juntopodcast.com. That's J-U-N-T-O podcast.com like subscribe share care about your brothers share this with them uh, and hopefully this will be an encouragement with them so thanks for stopping by we'll see you next time guys take care thank you for listening to the junto podcast we hope you enjoyed the show you can find our link to youtube and social media at juntopodcast.com remember to subscribe like and follow thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time